In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker... Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN needs the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. My first question for you two today, I know I've asked this question, but I never retain it. I'm curious. Did you guys get the community vaccine or did you get the spike vax vaccine? What the hell is that? Ooh. <laughs> Pfizer actually paid people to come up with the name community, which combines the sentiments COVID-19 community and immunity. Great. Um, well, I was pr- now more fool I because I pronounced it community on morning. announcements. that might be it. That's, I think you're right. But it's OK. I don't we don't know. I haven't heard it said. I but- can just pronounce it like Cartman on South Park when he says community. He says community. <laughs> oh, my God. I got community. I'm a community girl. <laughs> it's like sometimes you want to like. It's like, oh, God, what a stupid waste of money. But then also it's like corporations. So you're like, yeah, just fucking waste your money. Yeah. On but, uh, shit hopefully like they this. paid someone who really needed it to come up. With exactly. But they, they could have had like a southern millennial mom do it for free. They're always putting words together to make names. Crystal Leanne. Crystal. Jennifer <laughs> Lynn. Jessica. All of it. Could have done it for free. I was there. Was um, the Daily Show. Tweeted something. I Kaylee, think, yeah. Kaylee, Kaylee or, yeah, Kaylee from like from the White House, like former White House, like a uh, press like secretary, press secretary was talking about Biden and how he sucks. And then they put like serious lay like with, <laughs> with I IGH. And I'm like, well done, Daily Show. That was funny. Well done. OK, because I saw that and I was like, really, that's all you got to do to make a joke. Like I made a much more <laughs> complex joke about this that I just repeated about the Southern names and it did not get nearly the engagement of just no. seriously. So I guess that's all you got to do. Uh, also, like if you have a platform like they already have yeah. built in followers, you know what I mean, too? We do, too, though. But yeah. whoever runs the Daily Show's Twitter is an extremely talented comedian and Samantha Bees. Their Twitter accounts are fantastic. I suspect it's not Trevor. It's a hard job Trevor. to get. You got to send a packet in to get that job. Oh, yeah. me, I, I, mean, I feel like me and Elise have both applied for that job. <laughs> I have not gotten it. So no, no, no. I, I say, back, Amanda. <laughs> no, I say to Mike all the time, I live in fear of when Jon Stewart gets to Elise's packet and maybe yours too, because that's the day it's all over for me. Yeah, all but, uh, me no, let me tell you something. Yeah, no, they, they the I, I'm not going to say much. I have an anecdote about who got that job or, who, or whatever, but really not, not who got the off job, the but like, yeah, off mic, but, but I did it. That's <laughs> why we put in this. Uh, that's why, that's why we put in our intro where we have Obama saying, um, I just can't say some things on air because it applies. <laughs> yeah. 
Obama. Good for him. Good for him in that party. <laughs> Question. Did Moderna, is Moderna spike vax? Moderna is spike vax, which is excellent. Uh, God, that- no, but that's, I don't know, guys. <laughs> you know, if like I had heard that though. first, if I had heard spike vax, having never heard community, I would be like, that's weird. That's a little much. But compared to community, I honestly think, you know, this week has been a big week for the Pfizer hive, FDA approval. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the Moderna tribe, they needed this. They needed spike facts because they, they got well, away. To be I, clear, we're all kidding. It just, yes. Pfizer just got the paperwork in sooner. They're all safe. Um, Spike is a very like axe body spray, like, like vaccines for me. men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how it like it seems to me. Like it would come in like really aggressive packaging. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like, okay, we're trying. Like conspiracy theorists are like, you don't know what's in the vaccine, blah blah blah, and then you call it spike vax. Like that's not <laughs> helping anybody. That's true. I, know. I want to I feel like they could have leaned into the Dolly Parton of it all. That's what yeah. the Moderna vaccine is really known for. Okay. Okay. Dolly Parton vaccine names. Go. Oh, part part. At the Jolene vaccine? At the Jolene vaccine. <laughs> the Jolene. Yeah. I will always protect you. I will always protect yeah. you. That's a good one. <laughs> um Somebody just, I heard Dolly Vax, which is kind of perfect. Dolly, Dolly Vax is good. Yeah. I want to say um, immunity working nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's a way to keep on living. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this dumb blonde is getting the vaccine. That's a pretty long name. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do love that Dolly song. I do think spike facts, you're right. That does, I guess that's probably based on spike protein, I would imagine. But that Which would is the probably- thing that scares them. That's true. So we're just making it sound scary and aggressive. But I think that could, because I mean, we were going to talk about this in the podcast today, but I forgot to put in the outline. But I do just remember off the top of my head that the white Republic, white people in the suburbs or in the rural areas right now are the least vaccinated. It's not Hispanic Americans. It's not Black Americans. As I feel like, this is deja vu. It's still the whites. It's still the whites, <laughs> still the whites who are not getting vaccinated. You know, two things. One, going back to the name, I think that Spike TV is rebranding and they, <laughs> they're like, it yeah. didn't work and now we're going to make it work so everyone's getting vaccinated. <laughs> two, white Republicans, you know, they heated the call. Um, uh, this is, go, on a, go along with me on the ride. On this ride okay. that I'm going to take you guys. Strapping in. Okay. Ready? In the Hispaniola Islands, before colonization, there were uh, Taino Indians, right? Native indigenous people. And when the Spaniards came, after a while, the Tainos realized that they were going to be enslaved and like what they're like. So they killed themselves and killed all their, their children. And they called that the Antillian Holocaust. White people have known in this country that their days are numbered. (laughs) They've been listening to Tucker (laughs) Carlson. They've been listening to Fox News. And then the census came out and they're like, shit, our days are numbered. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to go the way of the Tainos. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go the way of the Tainos. As Daddy Trump said, when he boarded that plane, I'm going to do it my way. (laughs) 
<laughs> Frank Sinatra, baby. They did I, I, I appreciate that you used the real origin story of that rather than the more traditional drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Like we went all the way back. No, we so went all actually the way drinking there. the Kool-Aid is just appropriating the story. And mm-hmm. where they killed their children first to make right. sure they killed themselves. Yeah. And that's wow. history. It's, yes. <laughs> it, I mean, that's fucking Florida. That seems to be what's happening in Florida. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're putting their kids in these rooms with no masks and then not taking no masks. They literally are. I mean, this is our first topic today, which is like, we got to check in on the old pandemic. Still here. It's worse <laughs> than ever. More people are dying in Florida. In Florida, really heavily in Florida. More people are dying in Florida than ever were throughout the entire pandemic. Previously, we've repeated headlines like this on the podcast. The pandemic is as bad as it's ever been. But when we were saying that before, we didn't have a free, widely available, and safe vaccine. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, we do. So this makes Ron DeSantis the first and only governor in the U.S. whose state is now recording more COVID-19 deaths each day. I copy and pasted that directly from an article, and I thought it was funny because they could have just said Florida is the only state that is recording more COVID deaths each day. But they, they said this makes DeSantis is the only governor who's state placing the blame Mm -hmm. squarely on him. It is. It is. Yeah. And experts say, and Millie, I feel like you've been talking about this for months now that one of the reasons this might be so bad in Florida is even though Floridians are kind of more vaccinated than like Mississippi or Arkansas is Alabama. Is that like Florida never really got on board with masking. It never really got on board with social distancing. People lived their lives. They, I mean, I feel like a year ago, Millie, you're like, they're, they're doing whatever. Yeah they want. So this is why with Delta, which is so transmissible and people just not, obviously this is a huge generalization. Like if you live in Florida I, and you listen to this podcast, you're probably wearing a mask and got vaccinated. But um, do you if think you're the listening fact to this that podcast, they, yes. <laughs> yeah, do you think that that's why that this, this, this variant is so contagious and that state really just resisted mitigation measures the entire time? Yeah. I feel like it's like, I, I really do think it's top down, like they're not taking right. it seriously, even though they are all vaccinated. Their kids are all in schools where, you know, I, I keep saying this, but top down and then like the the lowest, you know, the lowest common denominator is that no one was taking it seriously. You saw what was going on in spring break. People traveled there from all over. Like I went home for Christmas, but I, you know, there are people from all over the country. And even when I would, I would like walk by or meet people and say, I was, I live in New York. They're like, Oh, it must be crazy up there. And I'm like, what? And they're like, crazy here. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was crazy because of how locked down it was here. And right. I'm like, um, I actually feel insanely safer. But, you know, anecdotally, which is, I, you know, it's not really like it's my personal experience. What I've seen, you know, I have a lot of friends that have kids in schools, family, kids in schools. Week, two weeks, they're like, we have to, somebody in our somebody in our kids class got COVID. My kid has to quarantine like like multiple people in my life. That's happened, you know, so that anecdotally like supporting the evidence of like they're trying to open schools they're trying and they can't get a handle on it because yeah my little cousin um she starts high school in like two weeks she's in one of the school districts where they're defying Mm -hmm. his mask order and i actually read today i put this in the newsletter that over 50% of kids in Florida schools are in a school district that is defying the mask order. So now like 
I was talking to my cousin and he's just like, it's crazy because people's school, like her, my cousin's dad, um, who's also my cousin by the rule of cousins. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cousins work. So she, th- there are like people who show up to the school, like some parents who are anti-mask parents. And now there's like crazy political every day and like people you know people showing up students and like students being like wear a mask and parents chanting back like we don't want to wear masks. and this is all happening in front of schools like where kids are just like their learning has been so disrupted up until now and then now he's turned every single school into a political flashpoint and it's like it, you can't you couldn't even make the situation worse. Like, I can't believe that kids have to. I, and also, just like the Delta variant is making kids sick. Yeah, it is. It's making it's kids good. really fucking sick. It's bad. You're getting to the, like you're you, you're hanging out unmasked, probably unvaccinated outside school. You're going to hurt somebody's. I, I guess this is what I thought might be the line for these people is that they're going to hurt their kids. They're going to hurt their kids, too. And other people's kids. It's it's not like they don't. And, and, and Ron DeSantis is leaning into that with the parents' rights thing, which is not well, a thing. Ron DeSantis' kids are at a private school that mandates masks, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, he doesn't care. Like, these aren't his kids. These aren't his friends' kids. These aren't, they're just his constituents' kids. And, like, that's the thing, too, of, like, some of these people are, it's tough because at one, you know, as a person, at one point, you want to be, like, Dude, if you're not vaccinated, fuck you. If you're not getting the man, you know, fuck you. But then like that kind of attitude does like these people are doubling down and and, yeah. and they don't want to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Or I didn't know or this and that. You know what I mean? And like, it's just like at the same time, it's like we want to give them grace so that they can like at any point get the vaccine or whatever. But then at the same time, it's like. Dude, but this is so ridiculous and it's so unnecessary. I was just reading that like 95% of the people that died like recently, like could have been saved by a vaccine, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just so unnecessary yeah. and so dumb. And I, I just can't think about, I, I, I couldn't watch Euphoria, right? Like I couldn't watch Euphoria. It was so fucking traumatic that like HBO <laughs> show with Zendaya, like mm-hmm. the first episode, I couldn't even get through it. I'm like, this is crazy. But like the whole premise is that like Gen Z was born into 9-11 and like they had yeah. this chaos. So I'm just thinking like, what are these fucking kids? <laughs> these kids that are going to school with all this anti-vax Trump insurrection chaos like, what are they wow. going to grow? Climate change? Like, what are they, they going to grow? They're already calling them Gen C for COVID. I've already seen them. Oh, oh God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're the COVID kids and they're calling them Gen C. Um, I also don't like Gen Z laying claim to 9 11. That's ours. No, <laughs> so, no. They were born we in the, the chaos. generation. They were, we're born the in the we, 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 yeah, we were traumatized. We were traumatized by it. They were just born in. They were like, they oh, this born is the world. It. It. They were born they're, in. I, yeah. Okay. Their reflexes, like ours, never really recovered. That's why life is so hard for us. Theirs are like they're reacting. They, they grew. They're reacting. They were born in the darkness. That's a yeah. Dark that's night. true. Okay, 
I'll say um, millennials are paralyzed and Gen Z is reactive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're motivated. They are incensed and activated. Oh, by it. absolutely. Absolutely. Touch grass is able. I am. I am. I am. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I am happy to hear that these kids are fighting against parents outside of school, even though they shouldn't have to. I mean, that's insane. You should just go to school and get to be a kid. This is uh, yeah. I am also hard to hear that. 50% of kids, they're just defying the masculinity. But what I do wonder is that like, this is, these are the people, presumably Ron DeSantis is doing this because he wants to be president. <laughs> and so he's like, I don't actually, I imagine his calculation is that I don't actually, he doesn't need Floridians to stay alive. He just needs like to pander to people all around. Because if he just wanted to keep being governor forever, people, entire families that are unvaccinated are dying mm-hmm. entire entire families you're leaving people are leave orphaning their children for what it's so i i think you're right we do have to give people some grace like i've been seeing this um walgreens commercial where there's like a young white woman and she's like and making a vaccine appointment because now i'm ready and i i react to that because i'm like bitch it's been out for six months but i actually think that's kind of important and amazing to to normalize like just go go now Mm -hmm. it's okay like yeah. no shame, just, just, just make more. But I, I think we are at a place where people do feel ashamed and they've just doubled down because they want to be right. Yeah. They it doesn't to... matter how much it doesn't matter. I, we've all done this, not to a deadly effect, but like, even when we're prevent, presented deadly. evidence that our view is wrong, like you just dig your heels in because you don't want to admit you're wrong. It's become an identity to them. Yeah. But it's just, I'm surprised that they're willing to die for it. Yeah, they are. Well, they, well, they can acknowledge that it was COVID, you know, um, you know, even when they yeah. die. And then um, another point is that, yeah, like 50% of the kids. The thing is that like, as, as I've said before, like the more popular, you know, the more populous, like liberal areas, that have a bigger population didn't vote for DeSantis, right? He only represents, and he won by a, like 30,000 like votes. And, little smidge. And 42, now it's 42, 43,000 people that have died in Florida. But yeah, it's like, of course, that, you know, more than 50% of kids in schools are defying the thing because those are from the places that are more populist. Right that are that did not vote for you know like the bigger cities i can see miami um gay you know these big huge cities that are more liberal because and more people of color live there you know so yeah like that doesn't that's not surprising to me that more more students came from there today's episode of american fever dream is brought to you by newly Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Just going back to like the identity thing that we've been talking about and like that Millie brought up, like one of the things that I've encountered with my wedding (laughs) as we've been trying to put together like our COVID precautions and stuff like that is that um, people in. So I'll just say, which I've avoided saying on the podcast, but I will say now we're doing a vax or a negative test from the past 24 hours for our wedding. That's what we decided to do. There are people in my family who I love very much who aren't vaccinated. And the one, it's basically like five people. One of them who's hesitant from like kind of a medical standpoint, not like a political one. No problem. Tested. It's good. This person gets the deal. They're willing to meet me. The people who are not vaccinated for serious political reasons, Trumpy people, to a person not coming because I asked them to test. Like yeah. they they self-selected themselves out. And then this one person is just going to test. But it was really like multiple was really people are refusing to test test. That's test. I, I can't. This is crazy. It, it was nothing. really it shocked me because, you know, deal, dealing with gathering people in this time is really hard. I just we decided to go with the vaccine or test thing because we were like, you know what? That's what they're doing for government workers in this city. That's the standard that the government is putting in place. We'll put this standard in place for our wedding and maybe take some of the politics out of it. Because really, I don't want to have a political conversation with these people. I just want everyone to be safe and come to the wedding. But the people who want to have the political conversation and are doing this because it's part of their identity, they will have it no matter what. They refuse to even acknowledge. They get angry if you want them to acknowledge the existence of COVID shocking, which is why they won't take a test because, because I provided everything. I was like, here's a rapid test place. That's right near our venue. You can get it. Like you could also go to near your home, but the people who want to do this for political reasons are doing it for political reasons. And my honest to God advice at this point to anyone who's planning a wedding is just do the full vaccine mandate and make an exception for one person if you want to, but at like you're, you're not saving yourself any time or trouble by doing vaccine or test because the people who don't want to get the vaccine don't want to take the test either. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because it sounds like they're just rejecting, they're rejecting being othered at all. So they're applying it to the test. They're like, Oh, you don't want me there because I'm not, they're applying it to everything, even though right. the, and it's the like, specific I didn't talk to you is, about the vaccine. I didn't say yeah, shit to you, you about the vaccine. Right. Yeah. You're not like only people who believe that COVID is dangerous and deadly can come to my wedding. You're not even saying that, but that's what they're hearing. So they're refusing to, even to which is like, weddings are a privilege. Yeah. It's like a yeah, really everything. expensive, fun, fun night out mm-hmm. that somebody else is paying for. And you can't yeah. get like a, a probably right. imprecise rapid yeah. test up your nose. Let me buy you dinner, babe. Let yeah. me do it. Let me serve you this dinner. Let me give you the ice cream that we have. <laughs> like, Ooh, but I'm they excited. don't want to. And honestly, yeah, well, you two are going to get it. Yeah. And you two are all set. More ice cream for Millie and Amanda. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I got community, so I'm good to go. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't <laughs> say that. that. Amanda. <laughs> what was I going to say? I do think it's a larger conversation, just like this is like a theme that that we've seen or whatever, but it is this larger conversation of that I feel like, and you can tell me what y'all think, but it is this thing of like, they are all related of like white people um, are going to be more and more of a minority in, in coming generations. And like what it meant to be a Republican a few years ago, like that identity, it's like an identity for a lot of people of like, I'm going to be the outlier. I'm going to be the thing. I'm going to be the, the one that's different, even though like, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it will kill me, this is who I am. And this is my identity and like not letting go of that. And like, maybe they're scared that if they didn't have this Republican identity or outlier identity, like who are they really, you know, what do they really have to offer to the world? If they don't embrace this, like, I'm gonna, you know, I don't give a fuck about masks, like make America great. Like, what does that even mean anymore? You know, like, what does that even mean? Because any, any, any real things to make America great, like making us at the edge of, you know, technology or like pushing again or taking care of our people or fighting homelessness, any of these actual things that makes, um, that would make America great again, which what made us great was like our investment in our people. Like that's seen as socialist and communist. Right. So I do think that like this double down heels digging identity, that's like to the point of killing that Elise is seeing manifested in her wedding of people who don't even want to test. is just like, you know, a response to like the clutching of power that they don't want to let go. That is really how it has felt in dealing with this situation, because the people, again, all self-selected themselves out. They've seen seen themselves to the door, which is fine. <laughs> but the, the like panic and freak out that they had over being asked to do like a test, a bare minimum during mm-hmm, yeah. a pandemic to make sure mostly that they don't yeah right (laughs) is it you can tell it's rooted in something else like you can see that it's like oh this is about so much more for you and like your identity is wrapped up in pretending that this thing doesn't exist and it's a part of who you see yourself as and to even get a free test that's going to maybe take up like 45 minutes of your day before you go to a wedding where you will like eat really good food and dance and drink and see all your friends like they can't even get themselves there. And then the people who are yeah, doing I mean, for political think- reasons were fine to test, but <sighs> it's like. I think you saw right. that just how right you are, Millie, when they booed Trump, because it's even beyond Trump. They're like, no, oh, no, no, yeah. we will not accept anything short of this virus does not Isn't exist. Well, That's why and, you and know, also- people ask all the time, like, how do you can you help me? Can you guys post something about like how to get people vaccinated? I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't I don't I don't just. I'm like, stop upsetting yourself. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I send things to my family all the time because there are people who, you know, aren't vaccinated. I do think that mandates help. I feel like totally. I feel like I feel like 
And people don't have to admit they're wrong if yeah, they just do it for a mandate. Exactly. I feel like a big part of this is people don't want to admit just how catastrophically wrong they are. It's it's if I it's, it seems to me like it's embarrassing. It is shameful to see what is happening and to try and to then be like, well, I guess, yeah, this is really bad. I should not vaccinate. If you remove that and just let these people be like, well, I didn't want to. I just had to. Yeah, that's huge. exactly. So. You, I saw a tweet today because Goldman Sachs is going to require everybody, yeah, all everybody who works there and all their clients. Like you cannot go into a Goldman Sachs office if you're not vaccinated. And somebody quote tweeted it and said, like, this is how I know the vaccine is safe because it's yeah. all super wealthy people getting it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to take mm-hmm. anything risky. And even people in the comments were like, which is stuff we've talked about of like, wealthy people were going into poor neighborhoods to get the vaccine sooner and like lining oh, up true. and they were all going like driving from long island to go to the bronx and all this stuff to get the vaccine so like it's safe but yeah i think that you know it's the same thing with like in general of like we're seeing that the, the loudest people are you know the loudest unvaccinated people are like the super anti-vax whatever but i do feel like a big majority is the like oh it's not that serious yet or oh it's just for old people or, oh it's not whatever and once and they'll get vaccinated by mandates so mm-hmm. i feel like That's- if you want people to get vaccinated you got to support places that are ma- that are mandating vaccines yeah that's Definitely how I feel, again, after having like had these interactions with people who are unvaccinated for different reasons, I do still have hope that there's this pocket of like people who are not crazy and are not complete assholes. They just have some bad information or they just have a natural medical skepticism that's part of their personality that Mm -hmm. like they're just not going to be the type of person who's going to take a new drug or whatever. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. that is some people are like that. And if we were only dealing with those people, we'd be in a way better situation because you can talk to them. But unfortunately it's this like really militant anti-vax faction that I think is the biggest issue. Cause I do think as Millie was saying, like this person I've been dancing around talking about, (laughs) I think they get a vaccine in the next couple of months because of the mandates. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then they missed your wedding for no reason. They had to do it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I think like, I think that too, and it also is, you know, I mean, I, another, another thing that COVID pointed out is like, yeah, if a lot of people had fucking healthcare and they had a doctor that they go to regularly okay. and that a doctor they trusted and the doctor was like, absolutely, you should do this. Like I've been monitoring your health, blah, blah, blah. Of course, more people would have taken it, which is what is that. That's, that's like one of the theories of why the UK is more vaccinated than the US yeah. because there's universal health care and they all have doctors and the doctors that they trust are telling them to get vaccinated. Um, and- yeah. And they just have more of a more of like a ability to accept a connection between medicine and government, and government because- where we're like, I, I really like the tweets that are like the government can't even fill a pothole. And you think they're trying to like dose us all with microchips. Yeah, that's exactly. not what's happening. They can't end the filibuster. It's not happening. Exactly. I was listening to the Bill de Blasio, a Bill de Blasio, a press conference. And he was, there's this one doctor who was telling his patient. And I mean, I think it's just going to have to be like this. This one doctor is like, Hey, um, I think you should get the vaccine. The guy's like, oh, okay. And it's like, actually we'll send you the team to your house. 
and anybody and then he's like okay and we'll give you oh because his grandma or something or his mother can't leave the house so they send a team and they're like and if you get your whole family vaccinated each of them will get a hundred dollars so they sent the street team to this guy's house and got like six people in his family like uh, they didn't even have to leave their fucking house and then they each got a hundred dollars like, Do you ever like forget you're vaccinated because you did it so long ago? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I'm good. I, I mean, like, I guess oh, we got to yeah. go for the third. I, yeah. I forget like it, it's kind of bizarre to me that like it was like a sneaker drop or like concert <laughs> yeah, tickets. I like I was so desperate at everybody. And like, you know, there was this whole thing about people getting the vaccine the right way. And I knew people who like. Like, I, I'm like I, had to, I, I had to weigh myself and you guys are getting hundreds of dollars. What the fuck? I, I had to like, out myself, like, get called like obese. <laughs> you guys are like, getting hundreds My friend who like babysat somebody twice was like caregiver instructor. <laughs> People went to like, yeah, went to like, I had a friend that was like, oh, if you do three days at a soup kitchen, they'll give it to you. And I was like, ma'am, I don't have three days to be at yeah, a soup like, kitchen. Okay, but they can't don't. volunteer for three days at a soup kitchen, but that's good. Yeah. But that's what people were doing. I know, the like- golf and understanding is so crazy. Sometimes I... As we have, you know, I, I, have, I don't do that many things. So I just got the Excelsior app. Like it is a strange thing that we all have to do, but it's necessary. I think like it is weird. It's, it feels weird, but it, it's required. Like this is, this is a, a, a bridge that a lot of people can't seem to cross. It's like, just because it feels bad to you does not mean it's, you don't have to do it. Mm. Like, I don't know if your therapist is telling you to like read bad vibes. We're not about this. No, dude, this is a catastrophic situation. We're all in. None of us want this. I don't want to be waiting in line, showing my vaccine pass. I don't want no. that, but like we have to, there's to no other choice to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it was to hire a task rabbit to do that. <laughs> I know our like Betches is going to be vax required and we have a new a wonderful office assistant and oh my god her job and she luckily she knew this was going to be part of her job is going to be is going to be like telling like anti-vax influencers they can't come in the office i mean it's just basically creating a whole new industry or hopefully more likely it's just creating bouncers at out of you know hostesses and people who are not getting paid enough to do that it is you know i went i went to i went to um I went to, out to dinner with my friends the other day. And then afterwards, I'm like, I want to go to this bar and go dancing. And they strictly, they strictly, in New York, I will say, like, it doesn't really take effect September 13th. But, like, venues, like, one time, this girl almost couldn't perform because she didn't have, um, like, proof of vaccination. Yeah. She had to go get it from home and come back. But, like, yeah, this one bouncer at this club, like, or this bar that I really like, super strictly looking at everyone's vax proof and ids you have it out at the same time and then the 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 place ended up being super packed and everyone was dancing and it was just it was just like a sigh of relief and like every guy that i talked to there was like vax it was just like it was so nice i was like fuck yeah like this is i know feel safe and comfortable even though there is a chance like whatever like with delta it's so low i feel great like this is awesome i know yeah. I mean, Goldman Sachs, like the basic white women of New York, and I count myself among them, I am are like probably very happy that the Goldman, all the Goldman bros are going to be vaxxed up. So you can exactly. keep, keep traipsing the West Side Highway looking for a husband because they'll be vaxxed. Exactly. And yeah, like it, it, it does put into context of like 8 million people in New York 
and already like five to six million are vaccinated. So and 10 million doses have been administered here, which means people have come out of. So we're looking good. Yeah, sure. we're looking good. Now it's time for our Buzzworthy News segment brought to you by Dame, putting the buzz in all the right places and making the world a happier place one vulva at a time. Today's Buzzworthy News headline is that people are talking. What are they talking about? They're talking about why Kylie Jenner and her child's father, Travis Scott, and her upcoming child's father bought their daughter Stormy a yellow school bus. On Tuesday, Kylie Jenner shared pictures of their daughter touching the outside of a yellow school bus and like meandering, wandering inside all by herself. She captioned it, all Stormy has been talking about is riding a big yellow bus. Daddy surprised her. People reacted that this was just a strange display given that most she could have what Stormy probably actually wanted was a bus full of friends and to have <laughs> oh, maybe Jesus more of a more, <laughs> more of a normal. Oh no, that's so <laughs> oh my god. More of a normal, more of a normal life, not just the bus itself. She might have wanted the experience. But I don't know. Do you think that Stormy was a I mean, what do you think she does in there? She probably just looks at her iPad. I did they rent it or they bought it? I'm pretty sure they bought it. That's so funny. First of all, like in Florida, we call those the cheese bus. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So I saw a lot of dialogue about this was like, oh, don't say that people that ride yellow. Does that mean people that ride yellow school buses are always poor? Well, that is like a cheese bus. Okay. Or, no, no, no. It's just that it's yellow like a cheese, like cheese bus. Oh. But um, so I just there's the, the public school bus is always yellow. So it's like yeah. a public school thing. But I feel like when I went to a private school briefly, we also yeah, rode okay. in a yellow bus. Mm-hmm. You know what? It was a white oh, bus. Okay. I'm flashing back to my brief time as a private school student in none other than Los Angeles, California. And I'm remembering Girl, that I it was a white wow, bus. Bougie. Wow. Interesting. So maybe Stormy has been on a school it bus. Weird. It was just white. <laughs> I feel, yeah, no, like the school buses. So many fun memories there. But yeah, like no, that's it is- true. Maybe that's why Stormy wants to be on it. But was this was this tone deaf or just kind of sad? I don't think it was tone deaf. I think it was just um well interesting. I will say that like people say it's toned like out of touch, whatever. I feel like even if you depending on where your school is, uh depending on where your school is, like if you True. If you live in a place where, like, if you live walking distance to your school, you're not going to be able to ride the bus. Like, so I remember in elementary school, when I was five or six, like, all my friends got on the school bus, and I got on the school bus one time and, like, went to their neighborhood when I was five years old. It was crazy because I just wanted to be on the bus with my friends, yeah. and, like, I didn't get, so, like, it's not an out of speak. <laughs> yeah, I know, I was an idiot. And, Maybe like, that's what happened to Stormy, and they were like, babe, we'll just get you a bus. Yeah, a bus, I just tell us. I should Showed up in this random neighborhood and like they, this kid's mom was like, where are your parents? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. And they're like, what's your phone number? And I'm like, I don't know. I think you <laughs> need to pen, pen an essay for like paper magazine, which is why you relate to Stormy. Oh Stormies. my God. No, well, you know, eventually, <laughs> but, but yeah, that doesn't mean, but yeah, I think it's like, a, it's like a, 
a child, like an American childhood thing of like maybe wanting yeah. to go to prom or like school, but the bus full of friends is so dark. It's so <laughs> dark and sad. It reminds me of Chuck E. Cheese, which is like yeah. the whole premise of the restaurant is that Chucky was an orphan and never celebrated his birthday. <laughs> and now every day he wants to celebrate a birthday with his friends. Haunting. Oh. Haunting. So- I mean, that sounds perfect. I can totally see a, a Kardashian spinoff of Chuck E. Cheese that's just like Stormy's. Oh my Stormy God, stand. that shit would be yeah. fucking sold out. Elise would be the first one there. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Elise. Absolutely. machines with makeup. Elise and, was the like, first Kim person K- I knew K-K-W that beauty. had the lip kit. Really? They did get lip the lip kit. kit. And it was too and dry. It looked great, it looked great it but looked it was great, dry. But it was too dry. Yeah, it was very dry. matte. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, too much. Too matte. That's my thing about yeah. the Kylie lip kit. Uh, <laughs> I'll also say, I have another, speaking of Goldman Sachs, guys, I, um, there's this bus that you can take that picked you up in like Brooklyn, Williamsburg and, and would take you to the beach and you pay like $25 round trip or $40 or something. And then, yeah, like picks you up in this corner and then takes you to the beach was like an hour away and stuff. And, um, there's this guy who I used this finance guy I used to date. And like, he said he was going to go to the bathroom on one of our dates. He got upset with me, said he was going to go to the bathroom and left me and then like, didn't answer my calls. So I like got really, whatever. And then tried to like weasel his way back into my life. And he saw me at the beach and was like flexing on Snapchat. It was so ridiculous. And then I was like winning. Obviously he saw me and he was like, whatever. But then I had to get on this yellow bus. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> who, knew, who knew that Millie would have so many formative anecdotes about formative. yellow buses? Well into my twenties, y'all. Well into I mean, my twenties. Speaking of shitty finance bros, that's they're an excellent reason to have a vibrator. So that was our buzzworthy. <laughs> buzzworthy, and we'll bring it right back to Dame. Oh, it's yes, right back around. So to get the buzz, you guys know you can try Dame for yourself by visiting dameproducts.com/sup. You can learn more and take the quiz to find out which product will be the perfect fit. There's a reason we keep talking about this quiz. It's not just like a gimmicky, like best vibe for your star sign type thing, even though that would be cool. I love those. It asks you very like practical questions so that if you're going to buy something, it's something that actually fits into whatever your intimate life is. Plus all customers will get 15% off their first order at dameproducts.com slash sup. That's D-A-M-E-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S dot com slash sup. We have one more really quick segment. We used to do a segment on the podcast called Biggest Asshole in Congress this week. I want to start bringing that back. But I, before we do, I wanted to talk about this other guy who is not in Congress. I figured it. we can bring back Biggest Asshole in Congress next yeah. week, and that will give me a chance to talk about this other dude. I want to talk to you about Eric Prince. Do you guys know who he is? He's the CEO of Blackwater. Doesn't Which, sound great. if you don't know, <laughs> yeah, it's like even if you have no idea why that's bad, you know it's bad. You know mercenaries are bad. But right now, he is reportedly offering to fly people out of Kabul. These are Af- vulnerable Afghans for six thousand dollars, six thousand five hundred dollars each oh, for an gosh. extra fee. He will pluck them from their homes and help them get to the airport, which oh, is a huge challenge right so now. Afghans are not let through. <laughs> For an extra yes. you can bring a bag. You can you can say goodbye to your mom for twenty five dollars. Like, I mean, Jen Saki called this soulless. I can't think of a. But the best part of this is, I'll give you each one guess if you'd like. But any guesses who Eric Prince's sister is? Ooh, this is good. 
Um, Here's a hint is that like, it's who I bet you could guess. Like sister, sister, Um, prominent. um, Is he, is is it too old? I'm thinking, because it has to be kind of like a mixture of new and old money. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So may, maybe Kelly Loeffler. What's your guess, Elise? Betsy DeVos. It is Betsy DeVos. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I was too, I was going too I young. Knew. I was going too young. <laughs> I was close though. Yeah. I so didn't these know. Two, I promise you I didn't know. But actually... The things you that did, Millie though. said. It's always the answer is inside us. Yeah. That the things that win. Millie said to get to Kelly Leffler got me to Betsy DeVos. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> for acknowledging. Ultimately, <clears throat> it was the effort and work of a black woman that got me <laughs> to <laughs> the yes, answer. Well, <laughs> important. Can we at talk every about stage. like how how much fucking money do do you need that you're fucking doing right. this? Right. You're like, I really need a couple hundred, six, a couple six G's in my pocket. And this is how I'm going to do it from the fucking most vulnerable people. You know, these people don't know what the fuck to do with their money. When I saw I I'm still stuck on Betsy DeVos's yacht in Lake Michigan. Like Mm -hmm. it was like it's so in a lake. Like, I don't, I know, I know I've said, I've complained about it before and people are like, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big lake, but I'm like, that is a below deck Mediterranean fucking sized yacht. You don't need a five story yacht with a crew for a lake, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan is extremely wealthy and she even knows like how not to flex. Like it's Michigan. It's it's Michigan. Yeah, ga- we don't need any Jesus. super yachts on the Michigan River. That yeah. is our show. Elise, we'll see you when you get back from your incredible yes, honeymoon indeed. and this weekend at your very safe and protected and insular wedding. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales, and I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.